Welcome to Health Data Talks, where industry experts offer bite-sized tips and trends for managing legacy data. Thanks for joining us. I'm Shannon Larkin from Harmony Healthcare IT, and I'm joined today by my colleague, Bridget Group, who serves as Corporate Counsel for Harmony. And today, Bridget and I will discuss legacy data. We will cover what it is, where it might live, and some of the risks that are associated with how legacy data might be stored or managed within a healthcare organization. Yeah, thank you for having me here today, Shannon. I'm excited to get into this exciting topic. Uh, Before we dive into the content, just want to make it clear that the podcast is not intended to be legal advice or to serve as a guide. So if today's content spurs any legal questions about your legacy data situation or any other specific situation, we advise you to reach out to an attorney for specific advice. Totally makes sense. And I know those disclaimers are always needed whenever we're talking about this sort of topic. So great. So let's get started, Bridget. Why don't we why don't we start off by just level setting on a definition of legacy data? Yeah, that's a great foundational place to start. So Black's Dictionary, which defines law definitions, states that legacy data is an enterprise essential information or increasingly isolated computer system data that's difficult to access or process due to its old or obsolete format. Okay. Thank you, Black's Dictionary. But what does that mean, you know, really for hospitals or health facilities? How would you break that down? <laughs> yeah, that, that definition doesn't really do a lot in the day-to-day application. So generally, when we think about legacy data or when I think about it, I'm thinking about anything that's not in an organization's current health information system. So these would be systems that are no longer updated on a day-to-day basis, frequently for patient care needs, for any financial recordings, et cetera. So these are going to be your data sets that may be interacted with on a less frequent basis and they're not used for current clinical care. So it would be legacy data that's maintained for patient care. So you have an understanding of a historical record or for business purposes for some period of time after it's captured. So in discussion that Harmony has with organizations about legacy data, I find that we often default to talking about the cost of it you know, because there's the maintenance contract cost and sort of that burden for the IT department to administer the systems and that sort of thing. But I think with you, we should focus more on the legal side. So what are some of the risks that healthcare organizations should consider when they're managing legacy data? Yeah, absolutely. So definitely cost is where most people focus, but there is a way to mitigate these risks as well as reducing costs. So There's two really main categories when I'm thinking about legal risks that are associated with legacy data. And the first one is security risks. So cybersecurity is a topic that's been very prevalent in the healthcare space for the past couple of years. So especially with legacy data, if the software or the server that is maintaining that data is out of date, There may be security vulnerabilities that are in that software. The software hasn't been patched in a while or the server hasn't been patched in a while and hackers can come in and they can either lock up that system using some type of ransomware encryption or the like, and that will make it impossible to access the data. But then it will also end up in a costly data security or privacy breach of patient records. So in those instances where the security of your legacy data has been impacted. You end up having to respond to the incident 
which is very costly for the organization and also causes some reputational harm. So those legal risks, complying with laws around the security and and privacy of patient records. And then the second area is complying with regulatory requirements. So when I'm talking about regulatory requirements, generally talking about patient access rights. Examples of that would include HIPAA. So we have our release of information and then we have amendments and accounting of disclosures. All that information that we have to make available to patients is if they ask for it. And then more recently under the 21st Century Cures Act, patients do have a right of access to all the records or currently it's the EHI definition, which is the USCDI, but that could, that could be its own podcast by itself. Mm-hmm. So Patients do have the right to access a copy of their medical record under the 21st Century Cares Act. It's really important that legacy data is stored on a server that you are able to access and that somebody in the organization knows how to get to that data and how to make it available to patients. And then the second piece of this, which I think is probably what comes to people's mind most when we're talking about legacy data, is maintaining the data in compliance with some state and federal data retention requirements. So those laws require data to be maintained by an organization for a specific period of time and maintaining data longer than it's actually necessary to maintain it exposes the organization to risks. Number one, you could expose yourself to a data breach for data that the organization doesn't even actually use for clinical or business purposes anymore because it's 15 years old. And then additionally, in the case of litigation, if records could be destroyed under a state or federal law in a defensible manner, then an organization could have those be defensibly destroyed and then really cut down on any e-discovery costs in litigation. So that was a lot around the risks, but if you boil it down, it's really security risks and then complying with regulatory requirements. Yeah, I agree. It is, it is a lot. And, and it sounds like based on the cybersecurity you mentioned, the hacking, the potential breach, these risks almost like pose reputational harm. And even though I started out talking about cost, I mean, a lot of the risks you're talking about are leading back to cost. So it is a lot. So why don't you break down for us, you know, where does an organization begin to manage these risks? Yeah. So obviously the first step is sometimes the hardest. So beginning to manage these risks first, it's incredibly important that an organization understands all sources of its current data that it's collecting. So the current health information system, but also like we just discussed, the risk of the legacy data. So what are all of the sources of legacy data that an organization maintains? So where might they find that they have it? You know, like the EMR is obviously one place where you're storing data, but data has a tendency to end up all over the place in healthcare organizations, right? So where else should health organizations look Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the places that within the organization that likely understand this information at a basic level, they may not understand the nuance and the details of each system in complete depth, but the health information management department and the IT departments can likely come up with a very comprehensive list of all of the legacy data sources and the current information sources within the organization. So 
the HIM department is doing all of the current or the majority of the current access requests. And then the IT department is going to be the one that's supporting the software or the hardware or the servers that those systems currently reside on. So between the two of those groups, they likely will have an idea of a basic list. And then that can kind of be a first place to start for an organization. It's a lot to keep track of. I mean, there's a lot of systems. Who's generally responsible? You mentioned HIM and IT. Who's generally responsible for managing all of that though? You know, just keeping the inventory, making the decisions about the data. Is there a particular person or is it more cross-functional? You can have it be a particular area or a particular person, but the best practice so that the knowledge is spread out across the organization and that you have stakeholders across the organization involved would be to create a data governance board if your organization doesn't already have one of those. So the data governance board would be responsible for understanding all of the systems that an organization has that they implemented And then they're able to document and understand what those systems are used for. And since it is a cross-functional effort, and by that, I mean, you have somebody from health information management on the board, you have somebody from IT, you have somebody in leadership, representation from legal, representation from operations, likely from the physicians, nurses group, et cetera. So it's really a cross-functional effort where that board comes together. They understand all of the systems, what their uses are, so that the organization can really focus in on what data do we absolutely need to have to provide the best patient experience and comply with all the appropriate regulations, and how do we appropriately manage that data. So how is that data governance board going to associate risks with those systems? That's a great question. So once a data governance board has that list together of all the systems that they have, then they can do a bit of a heavy lift and they can actually go system by system through the list. And it's recommended that that data governance group would have a preset list of risk-based questions that they could ask per system. And then because you have that cross-functional group in the room reviewing the systems, they're able to say, how can we access this information? Can we access it for ROI purposes, 21st Century Cares Act? If yes, how do we do that? Does it comply with state law? They can say, okay, does the software server host the legacy data? That host the legacy data have any security vulnerabilities? Do we need to retain this legacy data any longer or has it reached the requisite retention period? So that way, the data governance board can go through those question by question. They can answer them because it's cross-functional and they can really get an in-depth understanding of the risks. Yeah, it seems like because this data governance board includes all the stakeholders from the cross-functional teams you mentioned, it just seems like those who are able to mitigate the risks are right at that table. Is that right? Yeah, that's exactly right. And it it probably will take a, a bit of time to actually go through that list and answer those preset questions. And like I said, those ones were examples before, but yeah, because the data governance team spans the organization, it includes IT, HIM, legal, operations, et cetera. Also those that have the ability to mitigate those risks are actually sitting in the room. They're sitting at the table when you're going through that. So for example, IT can address the security vulnerabilities that are discussed when you're talking about these risks that these systems pose. Legal can weigh in on the requisite retention period 
HIM can discuss and confirm whether the data is actually accessible and releasable. So most of these, most of these risk mitigation best practices could be a podcast of their own, but getting that comprehensive look is, is always a nice first step. Yeah, no kidding. It, each one could definitely be broken down and maybe we'll do that at another time. But I think, you know, today's discussion provided a really good overview of, you know, legacy data. You kind of defined what it was. We talked about how to identify it in your healthcare organization. You know, you reviewed some of the legal risks associated with managing that data. And then also, you know, just how to organize your data governance board to help mitigate the legal risks. So that's a lot, but thank you for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me. And to our audience, thanks for listening and join us next time for more meaningful discussion around the management of legacy health data. That's it for this session of Health Data Talks. Check out helpful resources at HarmonyHIT.com and follow us in your favorite podcast app to catch future episodes. We'll see you next time.